Hello, welcome to another episode of the Kreft's Couch Pod with your host, Dr. Janine Kreft. Wow, it has been a little bit. I took an unplanned hiatus from podcasting because why? I just required some space after the pain flare that I was talking about. The month of May was pretty intense energetically, physically, mentally, all all the things for me. And there was a lot of releasing and from what I get now, a lot of upgrading into this kind of new version of me. <laughs> and wow, I'm it was intense and I'm grateful it's passed and I feel so different now. And so I'm excited to talk about it and the clarity that I've gotten from it because it just always continues to inform my work and where I take people. So before I get into all the juicy goods about what I'm aware of now, what's changed, the clarity I've gotten, it has completely informed this new offer that's coming up. So housekeeping is Frequency Bootcamp is my new program and I am pumped about it. So excited because whenever I come up with a new program, it's literally informed by the latest and greatest downloads like Janine version you know, iPhone 14 S, whatever. Um, it's informed by that. And so depending on when you're catching this, the early bird is ending Monday, this Monday. What date is that? I could tell you the 24th, July 24th at the end of the day. So 1159 central is when the early bird ends, but we start August 2nd. So if you're catching it and you're still pinged, I love to have you in because it is going to be a month-long intensive with me and we are going to be looking at all of the things to choose to adjust, navigate, upgrade your frequency, <laughs> all those things. And I'm actually going to be talking about all of them in the pod today. So rather than going into it now, I will talk about just my awarenesses and all that, but it's going to involve weekly calls and as well as two days a week in uh, WhatsApp. So having direct voice note text access to me, which is usually reserved just for my mastermind. So how does it get better than that? I'm really excited about, and it's also going to have actionable steps. So it's not just a come, consume, learn, nothing happened kind of vibe. It's a come, learn, and implement things, right? Because that's what makes change. If you want to change your life, you got to choose something else. And this is going to be an intimate group. So I'm capping it at 15. Two spots are already claimed. So that means there are 13 as of this now recording, 13 spots left. So if you are feeling pinged, what would it take to choose it? So let's talk a little bit about why I was in, you know, paying to kind of create this and everything I got clarity on and whatnot. So as I was going through the pain flare, I was starting to have some awareness that I, I get the sense this is an upgrade, if you will. So that was kind of the first thing that was dropping in, especially when I was having pretty painful moments is this is some sort of energetic upgrade. And it definitely helped me to get through that as well, I would say, that point of view. And funny enough, as I came out of it, it took me a second, but I started to realize 
damn, like I feel really good. Like I feel really good. And granted, there's the contrast of like, I just felt like crap and now I'm not. So I feel better, right? And you're so appreciative when you're not feeling sick. But there was something that something was different. I was like, physically, I feel good mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetic, just everything. And it was funny because right as this happened, my body also changed. Like just, I don't know, you could say, you know, from the outside, it kind of looks like, oh, I don't know, you've been working out a lot and your muscles look strong or something like that. But, you know, it was funny the timing of it because it's like that I was just feeling like glowy and at ease and content and just all those things. So I was starting to look at what are all of the choices that contributed to feeling good? Because there's definitely been times in my life where I've felt good, I would say, right? And there's definitely been highs and lows, of course, but like, you know, highlights where I was like, yeah, this was a good period or I felt really good just overall. But I was thinking that this place in my life, I'm like, I don't think I've ever felt this good where everything was just kind of all coming together. Now, it doesn't mean that like things are just perfect, right? There's just always things going on, but it's like the culmination of the way I see things, all the healing I've done, my current physical, mental, emotional, energetic practices, just all these things. So let's go through the pillars, I would say, that are all contributing to your frequency. And this is what I got clarity over the past couple months. So pillar one being physical. I mean, let's start with the obvious, okay? (laughs) Now, it's really easy to immediately tune out and be like, yeah, yeah, work out, feel good. Yeah, yeah, eat well. Yeah, yeah, sleep and just kind of poo-poo those things, (laughs) as I say. But when we really look at it, it's kind of like, are we choosing them? So for me, you know, as I've talked about last, almost a year ago now, last September is when I got pinged to just go to a Pilates class and start really kind of taking more time and attention to working out. And I've always done a little something, I would say, whether it be go for regular walks or do 15, 20 minute videos at home or, or something, I would say, you know, even in periods where I wasn't doing a lot, there's always a little movement. However, what I got over this past year, especially, is that my personal body loves a lot of movement. Now, this could be for quite a multitude of reasons, like growing up as a ballet dancer and always being very active, but I get that just bodies in general like more movement. I mean, if you think back to how we would naturally be if we were you know, in our tribe and working together, we'd be very active and have a lot of labor to just to to live our life, right? Manage a farm and all these things and animals. And now our lives are very sedentary. And it's so funny because it's like, God, why do I not feel well? It's like, well, are we doing the basics? Are we moving our body, strengthening our body in a way that feels good? And as I started to build up, you know, started taking a class a day to then doing yoga teacher training to now I'm teaching and I take one to two class a day. So a couple days a week, maybe I'll take two or et cetera, like back to back. That feels really good for me. Now, on one hand, you might be like, Janine, I don't have two hours to work out. 
and I'll say, what would it take? What would it take to create the time to prioritize these things? Now, it's really easy to, you know, things like brushing our teeth, to just do it. Why? Because, well, A, it doesn't take two hours, but hang with me. We were just taught that you just do it as a kid, right? You just do it. It's kind of a non-negotiable. And if these things that I'm going to talk about today were implemented as kids, then it wouldn't be this like thing I got to fight against. Janine, I don't have time for this. It's like the first thing people look at is like, well, okay, what would it take to just take 10 minute walk? I mean, we got to start somewhere, especially if we're not doing anything. We got to start with what's emotionally relative to where we're at. However, will that 10 minute walk be enough? Well, it will feel like something initially when it is compared to nothing, but at some point we will calibrate to that and then likely want more, right? And desire more and require more. And I can tell you at this point, I feel a lot stronger, more comfortable in my body, happier, just all the things. So if you took out the time factor for a moment and just looked at when did I feel best in my body or have I ever felt really good in my body? What were you choosing? What were the things that were different? So that for physical pillar, that was certainly a big thing that changed for me. The other thing I would say is looking at what you're consuming. Now, I've shared, I've had a journey with food and whatnot and really seeking to be out of judgment and also honor what does my body desire, right? Not forcing things that it doesn't like, et cetera, and just finding like a healthy relationship with my body. So that there wasn't much change there. I would say the new change for me is I just started to not crave alcohol so much and For folks that know me, know that I just adore champagne and I adore a beautiful glass of wine with dinner and things like that and a tequila soda, whatever. You know, I have my few that I really enjoy. And as I was looking back on it, there certainly has been reliance on it to regulate, to cope, to whatever. However, it never really felt like, oh, this is a problem or whatever. You know, it's kind of social, it's yada, yada. However, this year, and especially with doing a lot of hot yoga and going through so many changes, I just did not find it as pleasurable anymore. That's the thing. Before it was like very pleasurable, enjoyable, and it just stopped. It kind of lost its luster, so to speak. So there was kind of like over the past couple of months, this like big decrease in that where it's just like not interesting, I would say anymore. Now I'm not saying I'm like sober forever. I'm never going to drink again. No, like I have like a cute little cocktail here and there or something like that, but it's just not in my day-to-day awareness, so to speak. So certainly I get that that has been a contribution to my body as well. As much as I wanted to be like, my body's fine, my body could tolerate champagne, it's like, well, did it really want to? Or now with where it's at now with the frequencies of everything, does it actually still desire that? So that was another huge, huge shift. 
for the physical pillar that, you know, it just affects everything, right? Sleeping better, feeling more stable and mood and whatnot. So I've been really excited about that. So physically, I would say is a huge, is like kind of the, the first pillar we look at, right? With like our frequency, because the mental and physical are not separate. They are co-occurring. Everything is happening together. And this is all influencing our state. Now, I did want to mention like what, if you're like, what the heck is frequency? Frequency is really just your baseline energy. Like how is you, where is your hmm, being, your body like regularly vibrating at most of the time? And frequency affects how you experience life how easy life is for you, how easy it is for you to create your reality, and just how healthy you feel. Because the idea here being that when we are at higher frequency, mentally, physically, all these things, we are of better health, optimal health. And same when we are a higher frequency, it's much easier to attract, align with the things that we desire. So it's like kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we have the physical body as pillar one. So pillar two, what was I looking at next? The emotional body. Now, this was also something that was big for me in May because I had the awareness during that time that I was mm, suppressing natural emotions. After doing all this work and thinking that to be high vibe, I had to be feeling good all of the time or never get frustrated or whatever, my, I, my body was like, no, that, that's not it. <laughs> you need to let this go. Now, I know that you can always, of course, reframe thoughts, come from an empowered point of view. Yes, yes, yes. And in order to do the healing, there is some medicinal pieces to addressing those raw limiting beliefs, like allowing yourself to really bring it up to the surface. So for me, the emotional pillar is learning tools that are, again, emotionally relative to where you're at, right? So if you have suppressed anger for a really long time, then you're not going to neutral, you're going to numbness, right? There's a big difference there. And numbness is quite a bit lower than neutrality. So you have to let it out somehow, right? And so I got a lot of clarity on how do we like release emotions, right? In a way that is helpful. So they don't get stuck in the body, but they also don't continue to fuel on because that's the issue. We don't want to continue to fuel the emotions so that they just kind of keep coming back day after day. We do want to program ourselves so that we are no longer needing, needing the emotion. However, there is something medicinal about being able to let it out, like laying out a growl when you're angry or, you know, shaking it out, something to that effect. So are you bypassing the emotions? And it's kind of like the bypassing piece is like not even possible anymore because we could maybe for a little bit, but now with where the consciousness is at the plan in the planet, it's kind of like we can't bypass anymore. Your body's going to tell you, your body's going to let you know that you can't, this is not the vibe. There's going to be physical symptoms, contraction, pain, all these things. So that was 
pillar two that I learned during that time. Release emotions, let them go, right? But like allow them to come up a little bit, right? Um, In the sense of bring it up to the surface. Don't milk and dwell and wallow in them. No, bring them up so it's like there's, oh, I felt it. Okay, now what does it take to release, release it? Especially when we know that this idea of feelings, they're they're short-lived. It's the story we tell ourselves that solidifies it in place. However, if we're still bypassing that 90 seconds of the actual sensation, which is what I was doing, that keeps us stuck. So that brings me to pillar three, which is the mental, mental body. Because I was very aware before all of this that the stories we tell ourselves fuel the emotional state, right? So if like an emotion comes up and then we go into a story about it, that's going to lock it into place. And so again, I was almost trying to bypass whatever limiting belief I had about whatever emotion was coming up because I knew it was incorrect, so to speak. So this is where it's almost like all my training did me a disservice. So I was like, well, that is wrong. So that's not helpful. So I got to tell myself something else. But it's like, well, wait a second. This is whatever, for whatever reason I'm vibrating at here. So what is this? I got to look at this. And I was trying to just kind of jump over it. So it's similar with the emotion where it needs to like come up. We need to like bring it to the surface, it's same, the same with our thought patterns, with the thought forms. We do need to bring them up and then, you know, allow them to shift, right? And so again, I don't want folks to be like journaling for pages and pages and pages about like misery and like kind of, right? Because that is going to re-fire neurons we don't want, However, we want to like bring it up once before the addiction starts, because that's the thing is people get then get addicted to, to sticking to it. Bring it up. Let's say, let's say you're writing this down. Bring it up, bring up the negative stuff, then draw a line and start talking to yourself, coaching yourself as if you were your higher self, as if you were the, you know, informed self that knows it's a limiting belief. And what can you tell yourself that is going to help you to feel better? Right, but it's the point here is why I'm calling this frequency boot camp is because we need to acknowledge the energy. We need to acknowledge the energy in order for it to shift. And I mean, this is like quantum physics. If we put our conscious attention to a molecule, it shifts. So it's the same idea here. So again, we can't look the other way and ignore it, we have to look at it, but we don't want to stare at it, right? And give it tons and tons of attention. This is where it does take some finessing to learn about how much, how much attention am I giving this and then allowing it to shift. All right. So we got physical, emotional, mental. Now we want to look at pillar four, which is spiritual. So in this process, I would say maybe this is mm, the one that probably hasn't changed this year as much, maybe a little bit, I would say, I would say more than others have changed, but oh, this one's been kind of over the past couple years. And to me, this isn't about any one belief system. This is more about plugging in and connecting to something that is greater 
than you or bigger, more expansive, an energy that is always in a state of unconditional love, if you will, right? And that energy is available to us whether you view it as God, source, the universe, collective consciousness, whatever that is, your higher self, your inner being. I mean, there's so many different phrases, words for it. However, it's most helpful for you to see in your mind. But what I'm getting is that when we are connected to this, and to me, it's kind of like inner being, higher self, source. When I'm connected, I'm plugged in. I'm seeing like a plug plugged into the wall, like plugging my iPhone into the wall. When I'm plugged in, wow, it feels so good, right? You're feeling that gratitude, the acknowledgement that everything's okay, no matter what, truly no matter what. And seeing almost a greater meaning to anything that's happening, right? Gives us a sense of groundedness, peace, ease that we just, we just can't have on our own, right? I mean, this experience on earth can be highly traumatic and without having that meaning, that spiritual meaning to it in some degree, however it makes sense for you, can be really challenging. I mean, research supports this in general. Folks that have find meaning in life just tend to fare better, right? It's better for our frequency to find meaning in things. So if you're struggling with that piece, like what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose? Or not feeling very spiritually connected, that could be something to look at. The last pillar that I was getting from this whole experience is the one one pillar to rule them all, the energetics, right? And I have been, mm, probably since I graduated college and was kind of like, this is it? Like, I, I mean, grad school, my doctorate. That's when I started to dive into the all the kind of energy psychology things. And it just made sense, right? Seeing everything as energy to some some degree. And seeing physicality as energy, right? How I move, how my body is, thought forms, emotions, you know, spirituality, just everything, everything is energy first. Where am I putting my attention and what is my attention creating, right? And so really just starting to look at how am I managing my, my energy and what am I choosing here? So that can look like a lot of different things, but I just, especially for the Frequency Bootcamp, want to give folks the clarity on the energetics that is fueling, fueling it all, informing it all, right? Because if we see everything as energy first, before it becomes matter, before it materializes into something, then ultimately the root of all of our work would be energetics, which you know is constantly what I'm taking my clients through and looking at is like what other what energy practices do they incorporate? Is it acupuncture, tapping? Is it energy healing, Reiki, bars? What energy work are you incorporating? Quantum linguistics, etc. Just all these things that contribute because we're targeting the root right? Anytime we want to get 
we want to resolve an issue, we want to get to the root. And to me, the root is energy. Now, we might have manifested physical symptoms from the energy being held in place for so long, right? Like mental or physical or whatnot. And yes, we need to address those as well, right? In the meantime, we can just ignore them. And at the same time, we want to look at for a long-term change, what is the energy here? And so we'll be looking at that as well. So those were kind of the main pillars that came out of my whole recent experience with everything I've gone through. And I'm just so excited to connect with the folks who feel pinged to the boot camp and jump in there and just help folks, facilitate folks into making the tweaks, the small choices that will really add up because truly this isn't impossible. These were just small choices over time, like choosing to move my body consistently, choosing to integrate meditation and journaling consistently, choosing to growl, release emotions, right? It's just like all these choices that just became like brushing my teeth. So now they are not so forced, so to speak. So what would it take to choose the things that you're being pinged to? Likely your soul is already pinging you to them. Like your soul is already telling you, hey, let's choose this. <laughs> you know, and you might be like, eh, we don't need to do that. But your higher self, your soul is letting you know. It's letting you know right now. And so what would it take to listen to it rather than bypass it? Until next time.